Okay, here we go. Good day, my name is Billy Cruz. Welcome to Cruising with Bill. I'm laughing because I figured out how to do the screen split. <laughs> Today, my special guest, long time in the making, I'll be waiting for this interview for the last few months because she's a busy lady in her community of Etobicoke. She's the voice of Etobicoke Voice. Her name is Jennifer Alexander. And I'm so happy to have you. I'll meet you the first time online. Finally, I've tweeted for so many months. So hello. Hey, Jennifer, how you doing? Hi. Hi, Phil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, as I'm always talking to you online and it's like, oh yeah, there's a person behind that. <laughs> and I see you and nobody ever sees me. So yeah. we got to tell them how we, we have to tell people how we met. We met through Robert, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, talking well, about we, traffic. I was teasing him on, uh, we we're going back on the tweet and I said, you know, you should run for cancel because he has a lot of voice and all that. I, was, I kept harassing, but I didn't know you were listening, right? And then you came and intervened. You said, "Leave him alone, right?" <laughs> and then you're talking. You're, I'm part of the. I'm an active community member of my community, and you told me something did there. Then I said, "Oh," and then you told me something really interesting. I'm interested in you, which you said uh, you're working on something for teenagers. I remember, right? Some sort of a, trying to. Yeah. Yes. Remember? Oh, yeah. I know, but I really that so that caught my eye. I said, "You know? Oh wow, she's a community active member. So let's get it. Let's ask her some questions." That's how I got talking to you. You were talking about, and then you. Uh, when did you start doing the paper for The Voice? Well, I only started this um, in November. I think I launched it in the first week of December. It's something I've wanted to do for years, but I was always doing stuff with school councils. My kids were little and I just, and honestly, there was a lot of self-doubt and going, well, how, how am I even going to do this? But I discovered Substack, the website that a lot of people have been moving to because of concerns with certain apps. And I was like, this is really easy. So all of a sudden, everything I wanted to do, I could do in one uh, website. So I took all my files and I've got like files like this and uh, different stories I wanted to write. And I was like, I may as well do it. My kids are older, they're teenagers. So yeah, <laughs> so we'll see so, what happens. So tell people who you are and what you're all about. That's what, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my name is Jennifer Alexander. I am a lifelong resident of, of Etobicoke Center. Um, I have uh, a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old, and I've been at home with them. I Basically, from the day my daughter was born, I worked part-time, though, for many, many years, many nights. And Basically, my husband and I basically traded off kids. Um, but about uh, six years ago, I was able to completely stay home. And I got involved in school councils and started in the elementary uh, K-5 to school, um, moved on to the middle school. I've done a couple, I did a couple of years where I was chairing two councils in the neighborhood. And um, yeah, and it just evolved from there. I got involved in uh, the traffic issues in uh, in Etobicoke Center, all around uh, Bloor and the West Mall area. And I was able to kind of take that out of the schools and into the neighborhood and advocate. And so currently we're fighting for a uh, crosswalk uh, um, in the Bloor West Mall area near uh, Blairdale Middle School. I've got connected with uh, the counselor and with our trustees here in the area. And then I just started to talk to people on Twitter and started realizing that I could kind of take what I was doing in the schools, move it to all of Etobicoke. And uh, from there, wanted to become a community builder. And that's kind of where I've been uh, in the last uh, couple of years and expanding on that. And that's where the Etobicoke voice comes out, uh, comes in. Uh, it was just a matter of, okay, how am I going to connect people? Because I'm talking to everybody on Twitter. I'm talking to people in, in Facebook groups, but I'm not necessarily catching everybody that I talk to in my neighborhood who have concerns. So hopefully over time, I'll be able to branch it out and to figure out how to 
kind of get the popularity that I'm getting online and get that into the real world and um, and go from there and talk to different associations and and learn from people and learn from people like Phil who are putting it out there and getting out there and trying to you know yeah, get to the point where your, I'm not so your, shy. I'm learning from you. I read your first article on Voice. I didn't know I didn't know Tobacco was a C once. I, I totally didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wow. yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, I it don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. How, how did that come about? I mean, like city, they went from city to borough or division or what? So it was, so I guess like, I guess around in the 40s and 50s and my family uh, moved into the area um, in, in the early, well, mid fifties, I guess, mid fifties, early sixties. So it was all still pretty much farmland and it was a township. Um, it was always kind of, it was always connected, I guess, to Toronto, but it wasn't part of the metropolitan area. So uh, when it uh, eventually became a, a city in the late 60s, and I have brain fog issues, so I don't always remember dates as well as I do when I'm typing, but uh, up until 1998, uh, for at least 20 years, Etobicoke was the city of Etobicoke. And that's that's what I grew up in. I grew up with the Etobicoke Board of Education, the Etobicoke Library System, everything. And then it was during amalgamation with Mike Harris, who then uh, created the bigger super city. And that's where we kind of Lost out our, our our little niche here. It must be quite a shock to the uh, community. They're like from city to like non-city anymore, you know. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of long-time residents who are still bitter about it, um, yeah. just because we we lost we did we did lose services and we lost you know our identity and and now in the big scheme of things of city council, there's only three representatives um, out of 25 representing Etobicoke. And we're over three hundred thousand people. So it's so big. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm working that area. I, what was the reason why they went from city to like, like take the city out of it? Why did they do that? What's the reason? Just because of the amalgamation or what? Yeah, yeah. It, it was so. So what happened in the late nineties? It was when Mike Harris uh, decided at the provincial level that uh, I think it was also, and it wasn't just Toronto. It was Hamilton and other regions where it was a cost-saving measure. They felt that there was too much duplication on emergency services, schools, wow. libraries, and such. Yeah. You still have your old ID that says you're the city of Etobicoke. Any of your own ID, like from way, way back. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Quick Do you have any old identification, like says city of Etobicoke on your like old licenses or old ID? That means something like a oh, yeah, like like our notebooks. Like when I was in junior school, like and and I graduated high school in '99, and so when this happened in '98, so basically I always went to school in Etobicoke, and our our text, our little our notebooks always had little like Etobicoke Board of Education, and um, you know everything was and library books. If you look through the libraries here for really, really old books, if maybe some are still on the shelf, you'll see a Tobico uh, library system. And if you look it up online, yeah, if you look it up online under um, uh, looking up images, they do kind of come up, but uh, not as often as I used to be able to find them. So, but any, they're uh, out there. Do you have any, do your, does your family have any like, old pictures from way back from like living in Tobico, like the little old like, black and white pictures and all? <laughs> My mom does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause my, yeah, my grandparents, like the building where, where, my, where I grew up, uh, on the West mall, it literally stopped at our building and we're just, uh, we're like a couple, uh, just up from Bloor street, everything else. They, they looked at the back of their building and it was all farm. And it, wow. there was an old dilapidated barn that apparently my grandmother used to tell my mom and my aunt don't go in because you don't know what's in there. And oh, there's apple trees all, 
yeah, there's apple trees all over our neighborhood and people get mad because there's all these apples falling in the yards and on the streets making messes. But because there was an apple orchard. <laughs> Do you still have pictures of all that? All the old, like all that scenery and all? I don't know, no. But I know that they, they I wish, I wish I did. But they, if you go, like, there are people in the area who do still have it and have posted it online. There's, face, there's Facebook groups yeah, dedicated to it. it. Yeah, put it on the net, or even in your paper if you want, you know. Like, be yeah, cool. yeah, I've, I've tried. We were renovating this old building years, like an old house years ago in a company I worked for just part-time. And we found a small scrapbook. And the guy had been, the guy had been collecting since 1919 and going forward, right? And oh, that's like, awesome! And we actually we ended up giving it to a library. It was it was so oh my god! It was I want I wanted it so bad. They had <laughs> yeah. the, you know the uh, opening of uh, Mount Rushmore, and they had the original oh, tickets. Wow. Yeah, the original and the uh, yeah. opening, opening of C and E, the original tickets from way back. It was it was all nicely done, all written out, no markings or whatever. And they you know we said we we can't keep it. It's just too much. It's too <laughs> It's, it's invaluable. We gotta give we gave them one of the libraries and they did whatever they want with it. But it was so nice. I just yeah. love old stuff like that. Like well, I love oh old, yeah, I love old stuff. Like I like I watch I go I got pictures of the old uh, building the uh, the DDP. Yeah, yeah. My stepfather yeah. he's passed away now. He said back when he was a kid in the forties, my stepfather as a kid they used to go swimming in the DDP, and then when they were gonna clear out the uh, area, they they all sat on top of the hill watching them blast away before they started building the uh, highway. Yeah. I wish they'd taken pictures of that. That would be something to see, you know? Oh, exactly. I mean, I hear stories all the time about basically the building of the 427. And I mean, that the buildup of this community was basically because the 427 was became a, a six-lane highway. But in the 50s, it was still like a two-lane highway just yeah, up so from Dundas. There's nothing around the, uh, the highway. It's, still block. it's all clear feel, right? Like it, it, yeah. Yeah, modded, you know. So what prompted you to do the uh, voice? I'm just curious to start doing the paper. Basically, I'm just looking for ways to community build because I find that there isn't a lot of, there, downtown there's a lot of like YMCA's and different places to meet. We don't really have community centers here in Etobicoke, especially in Etobicoke Center. And so everybody is very um, disconnected and but when you've run into people you know on the street we're all talking about the same thing we're we're moaning and groaning about the traffic and everything's getting worse with the traffic we're looking you know to figure out where to put our kids in programs because there's very little space and we're just we're talking and i'm thinking this is things that we all have in common but nobody else is there's there's no way around it and i also noticed that in other uh wards there is a lot of, there, there's newsletters, there's things that come out from um, their counselors. Here, we're not getting that kind of information. It's not, it, things are not always transparent. So I'll see something on Twitter and I'll see people have gone to a meeting here or a meeting there. And I'm thinking, I would have loved to have gone, but I had no idea it was happening. So I'm trying to condense everything and work with the different associations and try and bring everybody to one place where they can talk about what's going on so that people start, you know, feeling more of a community, not feeling so left out and on their own and kind of just start working together. Because as I keep telling people, if you work together and you join forces and you join voices, things can change. And a lot there's a lot of people here who just think, you know, nothing's ever going to change. And I'm like, well, that's, you're going to self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> I'm surprised that, like what you said, there's no, there's very few, no community centers in Etobicoke. Etobicoke's so big. 
And like, yeah. I'm just surprised it, there's nothing there, really. Yeah, like, it's, and I think, and I think this is where, where a lot of things come back to where we were um, a separate city doing our own thing. Um, the community school that we used to have a really good community school program with the Etobicoke Parks and Rec and a lot of schools and, and they still do they'll have an attached office and I mean when I grew up here we had um, our local middle school had a youth club every uh, Friday night and they did dances and they did all sorts of things sports and stuff and so when we became the city of Toronto a lot of that disappeared but now there's no space. So there's still a lot of sports and the schools are permitted out for all sorts of expensive, you know, expensive soccer teams. And um, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. Even don't even talk about hockey. <laughs> I got <laughs> Where's a, a lot of hockey? <laughs> I got a friend in the military. This is like years back. All the kids are growing up, but he, he had a, all the basically a small, they call PMQs, private mess quarters for uh, families that kids. And anyways, yeah. he had nine kids in his family. If you from from baby to nine what happened was his wife his wife side has triplets his, his side has twins so they had three sets of uh twins one set of triplets and one single i think a record yeah oh my gosh oh yeah and they all lived in three bedrooms in this little house on the base <laughs> i'm just saying just like and they all went and they're all hockey players oh my god and they yeah were, you know hockey's i mean i love hockey but it's expensive you know so exactly I was gonna ask you, what about uh, is it, what are the libraries? Is it libraries that can you can like rent out the or just book some of the hallways? Or, is there any spaces there? The the libraries there? You can they're small. Like, they're small. Yeah, they're small. I Edenville Library, which is like our main library, I guess in um in this area of around the 427 and Vernonthorpe, they they knocked down the library and rebuilt a beautiful new new library. But it's still, I mean, you don't have the resources that you have maybe down at Lake uh, Fort York or, I mean, we have one big main library, uh, which is Richview, mm -hmm. um, up at Rich, uh, up around Eglinton. And that's where basically you can rent the rooms and you can do things, but it's not easy to get to. And it's not close to the subway station and there's limited buses. And so you're kind of, it, it's because we're so um, long north south because we're right yeah. from the lakeshore all the way up you know to the border with Vaughn so it's just it's not it's not easy to get around yeah. unfortunately okay. yeah so Richview is the nearest library for your area Richview is Eglinton and uh Eglinton for West. Richview would be Eglinton and Royal it's near Eglinton and Kipling, or Eglinton, Eglinton and Islington. Eglinton and Islington. That's a long way for you guys. Yeah, that's a long way. Yeah, and then I don't, and I don't drive. So. Yeah, and especially in the wintertime. What about some of the uh, local churches there? Like I know a lot of like a lot of churches I go to, like they're all empty basements. They people rent them out and or, or just book it. Like a, like yeah. a, you can. I don't know if you can do that in your area. You got churches. You can book some of the basements for a community. yeah. And there's no, you know, like a we can ask the, the priest or whatever, whatever, whatever church, and they they're always more common. They say we want to have a community meeting. Make it a regular thing. I know, like one church over here, they have a they have a Wednesday meet and greet for a like a just a social thing. One of the churches, yeah. they meet every Wednesday in the basement. Not a lot of people come, but you know, and they show up yeah. and they, it's like a routine. I don't know if you can an idea. I'm just thinking like maybe some of the churches do. Yeah, well, it, it 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 is, and that that's the thing. It is a great idea, and we have we do have a United Church right uh, down on uh, Bloor Street in the neighborhood, and they rent out their basement for all sorts of things, and they have so many different organizations out of there. 
but everywhere else it's it's just you know like they they do do it but i i think the the desire and the the people who are doing things they're they still stay very close-knit and that and that's again like with the etobicoke voice at least people can start to find out what's going on um i only like yeah, so I've learned about so many different organizations in just like the last like six months. So now maybe I can have other people learn about them and they can join my get memberships and start having town halls. What about um like I was thinking legions? I know like some like in the there's two legions. You can also rent off the halls. But out of yeah, other yeah. Some of the old uh, vet legions there, and out of you, out of you have to pay or you have to be a member or whatever. But you can also book the area. They're, they got a lot of spaces. And like a lot of these churches, these vet halls, they're all empty. It's just sitting there. Right? They have, exactly. Uh, yeah. Such a waste. I'd rather just use it and let it sit there idle. You know, I just started thinking about yeah. using your community get together because I'm just disappointed that there's no community centers in Etobicoke. Etobicoke is so long. Like I get friends. Yeah. Living. I said when, yeah, I, when, yeah. I come, when I come visit, like I'm, I got like a day off, just come visit you in Etobicoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there and there's an organization like their big thing right now is to put in a in the Central Etobicoke the organization is the Central Etobicoke Hub, I think. I, I think that's what the name is. And they've been working for years and they're hoping to see, and we've been told by the city for many, many years that when the new um, civic center um, is built um, up around uh, by Kipling station, uh, they're calling it the Kip district. Um, it's that where it's at the six points area where they had all the roads meeting and everything was all over the place. So they fixed the roads where Dundas and Bloor and Kipling meet and they demolished uh, the Westwood Theater, which was a very old, very well-loved uh, movie theater, but falling oh, apart. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So they, so they, they've already started putting in all the condos. There's tons of condos there, but they are putting in a new Tobico City Hall, and they're supposed to be putting in a library and a YMCA and oh, all man. sorts of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it will be great. What but... will this be happening? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the thing because. This was supposed to, this, this, I think they got started in like when my kids were babies. And I mean, by the, by the time this is done, I will be a grandmother. So like, well, I'm like, maybe, maybe, the L, maybe the LRT will be built, but finished by then. Yeah, exactly. And that's how we'll get around. <laughs> exactly. You know, we, it just. Like, it's over the LRT, like it's all finished on our side from uh, all the way up to down to Kennedy. It's all done. Like it's all just sitting there. Yeah. It's all, they have grass spring, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, little areas. <laughs> But it just sits idle. There were signs. You can't go there. You can't go in there and all that. But I, yeah. I don't, have you seen the have you seen the uh, the bus shelters and the LRT? I talked about this on the video. There's they're all it's all yeah. like spaces. There's no like enclosures like the old bus shelters. So I'm thinking like yeah. the time. are you gonna stand there in the freezing cold? Like it's all open. Unless you're gonna put something in, maybe I don't know. But like the, I, yeah. I, you know what's gonna happen? People are gonna be waiting for the uh, LRT and they'll be going across the street waiting for the old bus shelter, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then when the, yeah. the LRT is going to come, they're going to go, everybody, it'll be a, it's going to become like a routine. Back to the Ex back to the exactly. I like, mean, I, I, we, like my, like my husband and I, we, we drive all over the place. We go all over the place. He used to work in the East End and uh, we still sometimes go out to Markham and stuff just to go to Markville Mall or something for something different. And you see like the buildup of the transit system out in Markham and in York region and like all the, the um, electric signs and when things are coming and I'm just sitting there going, uh, yeah, so it can be done. Mississauga has that now yeah, um, in some areas. Councilor on, on the in the Twitter. He's the first council to respond to me. He's a really nice guy. He's, he he, 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 uh, he uh, uh, 
ran in uh, four years ago and he lost by two percent so he ran again he won this time board six yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna try to get him for an interview <laughs> so, yeah yeah i i was complimenting him last night on twitter because he was talking about um oh, you know yeah, yeah 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 i thought probably the same thing we were looking at like three kids i forget his name now sorry yes. but <laughs> just kind of briefly but he's, yeah he's, i went on his web and uh, they're actually finishing off a women's uh, shelter or, or nice nice yeah. building for uh women and children being abused and all yeah and put on housing and all. i said so i said hey can you bring it over here <laughs> well that's what i was saying i, I was saying i i think that you, your your uh, residents are so lucky because you're so worried about traffic and you want to put in road safety i've been working on a cross on a crosswalk um for five years and it's just sitting in community council now so I yeah <laughs> Like you like just going out and just paint the lines yourself, like you know some people do, <laughs> you know. Oh, my husband, but my husband's always like, let's just do this and do that. I, I, I'll sit there and I'll be tweeting and I'll be talking to people. I'll be talking to you or something, and I'll and my husband's like, I agree, I agree with Phil, just exactly. Let's just do, do this or do that. I'm like, yeah, but Brian, then they're gonna come and they're gonna, you know. Well, they, 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 <laughs> did the, they did with a bike path not too long ago. They took the matters over their hands. They got tired of waiting and they just. Yeah, they, uh, yeah I, I saw a picture of that, you know, it's just people getting frustrated. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal about taking so long, you know, you know, it takes, it, it's quicker yeah. to save a tree than, than build a, build a, a community hub, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, what I find really unfair is I will see things happening in other wards. Um, there was a crosswalk put in front of a school in Scarborough. Um, I believe that uh, the uh, staff report said the $100,000, it wasn't worth it. It shouldn't be done. But the community, yeah, yeah, exactly. But and but even but they they knew that it, they needed the, they needed it for the safety. A little boy um, was tragically killed, oh, and yeah. But and then they, the counselor brought it to to the uh, to council, and it got approved twenty four to one. And unfortunately, in it was my counselor that voted against it. And I'm looking at this going, this is why I can't get one. Who's your counselor? Uh, Steve, Stephen Holiday. The no man? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here to work yeah. with everybody who's willing to work with me. I know, I'm just but, We were, but you know, he, all, all yeah. the Mary Candace call, all the Mary Candace call, the no, call him the no man. You know, the, well, you I, know the Beatles song? I'll, I'll tell you. The Beatles song, the nowhere man? Yeah. If if he if he if he sees if he actually pays attention to his Twitter, he knows that I'm not happy. <laughs> I I I've put it out there. <laughs> I make jokes about him. I'm, I shouldn't be. I call him the I call him the turtle. You're gonna laugh. I made it. You want to see my impersonation? I shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to actually meet him in person in February for a school well, event. I just, so, he, but I don't I, think he's I, watching. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna have it's nothing personal, sure. Stephen Holly. Mm-hmm. I have to think. I just have a joke with you. I like everyone. But when he does his uh, council meetings, he ever knows how he when he presents himself. You know, when I first saw him, like first got to know, see him, I thought he was blind. I didn't know he. Was, I thought he was visually impaired, right? <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't look at anybody when he talks. He's almost yeah. like, listen when he talks. Yeah. He says uh, like he get, and he gets things. He takes things really personal with somebody who's, like Shelly Carroll made a, a word, said a word. Yeah, he says. Madam Speaker, I'm just wondering if you know, like, if is that word against me? Or are you speaking about like he's talking like this? I'm like, is he a pussy? I thought he was blind. I thought he, I didn't know he had, because he had no yeah. glasses. Right? But just that's yeah. the way he's very sensitive, you know. Yeah, it, it, and his his father was actually the mayor. Um, of oh, his father, his father. Yeah, was 
His father his, is like and a, I voted for him. You know, I met his father many times as yeah. a student, and I was very impressed. And he was, and he was our counselor um, until he left to go to provincial politics. Yeah. We had an interim counselor uh, for a short period, and then Stephen took over. And so, yeah, apparently you have to have the last name Holiday to uh, be a counselor here. And oh I. And I and I and I would say this to his face. He, I mean, he knows if he's looked, he knows I was supporting other people, and I was very adamant on Twitter, very adamant on Twitter that he should not be acclaimed because nobody should be acclaimed as a counselor. And um, is that because of the family? Yeah, and all that? yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I talked about some of the debates about the. Uh, I mean, nothing against him personally, but you know, like, yeah, like his father is a staple. Like I. I remember people telling me that you could actually shake his hand and he was busy saying, excuse me, I'm coming back to you. I'll talk to you in about five minutes. And he'd actually yeah. do that. Like he wouldn't yeah. shut anybody off or whatever. But, exactly. Uh, I, I like the word you claim, like Leighton also, you know, the our late Jack Leighton. Yeah. Great man, you know, and uh, I remember Absolutely. I saw him at parliament and he was just getting, he's getting more into politics. And he talked to his, I forgot the name of a politician. And he said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the parliament when they speak it. And the guy just shunned him off like he was just being ridiculous. And I said, that's so ignorant. You know, and you know yeah. what? He got there. And yeah. He, and that's amazing. Yeah. I, I watched that guy. When he dies, actually, he's the, last, he's the only counselor like, that passed away that really just, it, it hit me so bad. It being like, oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah, yeah. When he had to, when he had to leave uh, his position in Ottawa, and the, and it didn't sound good. I was just like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like yeah. I had so much hope, and that was the first time that I that I voted orange, and I really? would have been a diehard NDPer um, and followed him uh, if 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 he had continued. Yeah, I love that. I think he's such a nice <laughs> guy. He's such a people guy, you know. Exactly. When I ran my election, I took things from him and also Rob Ford. I took his. Rob Ford always says he always holds people back on his left when it, yeah. on his, and I made sure they did that. I always did that. I always followed his like his example about that for the people. Yeah. And uh, especially Jack, and also who's the other holiday late? Who's the other one? There's another one, Avon. Oh, Avon. Yeah, yeah. I I was a huge I was a huge fan of his father. Yeah, yeah and it's hard because these 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 three gentlemen set such precedence in their performance in city hall and council. So it's hard to, you can't follow that. I mean, nothing exactly. personal sons, but trying to make their own identity is a little bit more challenging, you know? Yeah, yeah. Rather and I, and rather, I, rather being a no man, how about being, a, how about being an agreeable man, work with the people? Because that's what I always hear about, about holidays. Just the, uh, even from the board candidates, with all they talk about, he's especially yeah. him. But uh, it's unfortunate a bit that, uh, like I've seen all the reports, you've seen all the, Council meetings and all like just yeah. I know. I, know. I mean, you know, like I said, he, he's only one that voted no against the, you know, but it's just uh, I don't know. I just find it. Uh, I just did it. I just watched the thing on the uh, Stephen Pack. Stephen Pakin. He did a thing about the uh, housing. I don't. Yeah. My, so, I know you saw my videos about Bradford. What I did. What I said. Yeah, and I haven't because I, I didn't actually watch the agenda the other night, but I'm going to tonight, and I'm. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. I, I made it two two comments. I was. Being better, I mean, I have nothing. I like the guy. I support him. But I was just being. You can't. He said that uh, housing is infrastructure, and I said that's not true. You know, that's impossible. Yeah. Housing is housing is a commodity. Housing came after infrastructure. You know, I, yeah. I made examples in the video. So I said, people come from different countries. They establish stores. You seem to all utopical. There should be one over the yeah. They just close down not too long ago, and that commute or that store 
whatever the nationality is, they establish that community, you know? Yeah. You don't like to see it. Maybe being, maybe being naive saying it, but I, I like to see the city compensate every original business owner that's established a community hub in Toronto, like the Portuguese area, the Italian area, you know? These guys, yeah. these guys, and now they're all gone, they're shut down. But there should be some sort of a plaque, a memorial, some sort of compensation. You know what? Thank you for bringing your business to Canada, to Toronto, and establishing the Toronto community of this area, this hub, you know, like the Portuguese area, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. McDonald's, there's a guy used to own a hat store. He made hats, original hats. And yeah. the Domino's uh, center took over. They you know, conglomerate bought over the small man, and he's gone. He's there like over 50 years, but he sold all his uh, stuff, and it was like, yeah. He's stable. He established that Lawrence area. And people don't know him for that. They call the hat man, the Lawrence. And now he's gone. Yeah. But I yeah. wish they could, I don't think you're right. They should be some sort of like maybe for his descendants now, a conversation. Thank you for your grandfather, your great grandfather for establishing this part of the Toronto of this community. And and that should be actually I like I wish there'd be a book out there. I mean, I've seen yeah. things like you're in it, but just like the people all say they we have books like the Portuguese community established by this, this, but very brief brief uh, uh, information, but there's no exact pictures like this store. What about a store, a uh, restaurant, Schwartz, some Jewish delicatessen? Yeah, the, the Schwartz, del yeah, yeah. That established a uh, great community, you know? Exactly. And talk about community, that established the community, that build that, you know, congregation yeah. of community gathering, knowing what your buddy is, knowing what your neighbor is, and you all depend on each other, you know? When you bring, yeah. when you bring big chains and Sad to say, I mean, we all shop there, but it takes away from the community. It does. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah. Yeah, you're I mean, yeah, like my, my, my grandmother, uh, her, her, she was fully Italian and uh, they came to Canada in the uh, turn of the century and uh, they established a fruit stand and uh, later on a fruit market in really? Peterborough. Yeah. And then, and so they were all, they were in in that until and, and her father was actually a tradesman in uh, during the depression and, su and such, but uh, they left that uh, that fruit store when they moved to Toronto. They left their oldest daughter who had established her family in Peterborough, and they kept it going. And um, there was a huge and I had no idea until I started researching a few years ago. There's a huge Italian uh, community in Peterborough. And I was like, and my family was connected to that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's amazing. Of, so because of that store was there, that's how they got established, the community? They, that's, that store uh, basically was serving the community. And they had, and they had rooms uh, for rent for the other uh, Italian guys who were coming in. Because they were all, because the Italian, uh, the Italians at that time, a lot of these young guys were coming uh, to help build the railroad. Uh, so they were, and th and this was this wasn't like the 1800s. This was, you know, 1905, 1910, 1915, things like that. That, that. so, yeah, like I absolutely, absolutely understand. I, I mean, my grandmother's aunt married a gentleman whose family owned a fruit store on the Danforth, and um, I and uh, I still see their bananas. Like they were mainly bananas. They were banana importers, and I still see the uh, their trucks all the time. Uh, uh, going up and down the, the 27 to go down to the food terminal. And I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, nobody in that family would have any clue that, you know, I was like married into that family like three generations ago. But yeah, I think I think there needs to be a history uh, book. There, There's a history book there. You should read your next article in The Voice, their history of your family. It might. Oh, well, I, I've looked at doing other substacks because yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> right there. That's a nice history right there. Like people know that you're like, oh, wow. Like I didn't know that that store established that area. Like your 
the Peterborough yeah. thing, you know? That's a nice yeah. story. That's a nice background story about your family, like what you just told me. That's you know, you've been uh, here, like, so your family's been established like way back. I just came in '66. You know? Oh, <laughs> like, I have I have levels. I have levels because my my grandmother's uh, my grandmother was born here, but her family was all born in Italy. Um, my grandfather, her husband, uh, was born in Holland and uh, somehow managed to survive World War II. Um, and they came here in the '50s. And I have a whole huge history uh, book in the making of the Jewish side. Um, and the Holocaust on our family, and then wow. my dad came in. Yeah, my dad came in the seventies from the UK. So I am first generation, second generation, and third generation. That's yeah, that's yeah. a good story. I like, oh, I'll just, put that in your voice. That'd be nice to see that whole history. I mean, so much to cover, right? That that, that was the, that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that's what started the Cloverdale story in the voice from uh, two issues ago. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because that's how my family moved into the area because my wow. grandfather took over a store there. Yeah. Forget about uh. One minute, two minutes left. Uh, do you want to okay. go to the second session for the next one for two o'clock and take a break? Sounds good. Yeah, go for a coffee or whatever, or tea, whatever. Go back and uh, discuss more about yourself. Uh, you got two kids, a boy and a girl? So, sorry? You got two, a boy and a girl? Yeah, I have a 15 year old daughter, a 13 year old son, and they've grown up just like I have in Etobicoke. So, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot there with all the same schools and same neighborhoods and everything. <laughs> That's great. So we'll come back in. Uh, it's got one one in the one and a half minutes left. So we'll talk about uh, actually more stuff you've been doing. You haven't you covered some of the stuff you've done as a volunteer, but there's still a few told me that we haven't talked about yet. So I want to yeah. know about I'm selling. <laughs> Sounds <you>. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm selling I go on tangents, so yeah. <laughs> right, so, funny. so I'll come back in about I bought. 15 minutes, then we'll continue on there. Okay. Sounds I, good. I I'll figure, see you then. I figured how to do the split screen finally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I'll talk to you after. Go for a break. We'll come back then. Okay, Jennifer. Okay. Okay. okay sounds good. Bye. Okay.